You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Cash the ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. We are back, week 11. In college football, moment of silence. Week 10 in the NFL, it's cash the tickets. Flying by. It's disgusting. Seems like yesterday we were just waiting for the the debut of college football. Look at it now. Remember week Week 11. Remember week zero in college football this year? Like two, three games they had. And you know what the sad reality is? We're going to blink and it's going to be March Madness. Same thing's going to happen to college basketball. Um, So let's start out. We got a huge card to go through in college NFL, a little bit more pared down, want to start out, recap, then we'll do review of the week, and then we'll get straight in. Um, last week overall, for me, 6-3-1. and one. It's another really good week um, on the season. That brings me to, what, 46-39-3, and, and you got to factor in, I've probably given you half a dozen straight money line bets to put in, so if you played them, there's some extra juice in there. We're doing well. We're doing well. We're not paying the bookie, so this is good. Um, 4-0 NFL Sunday. First bad week in college in, what, six weeks? (laughs) And it's funny because review of the week is brought to you by Unreasonable Dopes. So one person goes, wow, Mike went 4-0 in the NFL. The next guy, yeah, but I only played his Saturday picks and got killed. And it's like, all right, wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second here, clowny. A, I'd been Mike. What was the total? Was I on a seventeen and five run in college football? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So, so you just weren't there for any of that stuff, right? You just decided to hop on, and you went one, three, and one. Wow, you lost two units. And then you don't play Sunday, and I go four and zero, and give you two money line plays: Miami straight up, Raven straight up. No disrespect. I don't want to hear it. Do not want to hear it. That's asinine. But there's always a squeaky wheel, so that is what it is. But look, continue the reviews, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, I don't know why. At a minimum, you're getting some good information and some good football talk leading you in the weekend. At a maximum, you're making a little bit of money. You're having a good time. Spread it around. Radio.com, iTunes, whatever, wherever. I don't even know what other podcast applications there are. Um, Mikey, 6-3-1 for me, but I do want to air one grievance, if I may. Mm Mm-hmm. Not to get greedy, but it should be seven and two. Right. Because that Memphis game, I loved. I didn't like it. I loved it. I wrapped my arms around it. I was dry humping the pick. I was so excited. That was one of the worst pushes ever. And 
Look, not to get too into the weeds with this, obviously I had a straight bet on the game, but I also had it parlayed, and that was the last leg of a five-teamer. It took the value of the parlay down by almost 50% to push out, and it pushed out on the side. Now, luckily, I did a little bit of a hedge. By game time, SMU was six and a half. I knew I had this thing to cash, okay? I was good. So I grabbed SMU at six and a half for just a little piece. That took some of the sting away. But the push, what the fuck was SMU doing? They score to bring it within seven. Minute and change left. You're going to onside kick. You got to get the ball. You got to score. You tie the game. These assholes go for two. (laughs) Now, do the math on this. You're now, when you scored, you're down eight. Why would you go for two to get down six? What are you doing? Now, all I needed there was a stop. Just needed the stop. Did Memphis get the stop? No. No, 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 no. So now, I've been up all night. I'm totally on the right side. Cash the ticket listeners are absolutely on the right side of this game. And you get a coach for indefensible, inexplicable, out of this world rationale, goes for two and gets it when it made no mathematical sense. Game ends, Memphis wins by six. Now, I I get it. Some people will give me some static and go, well, why did you play minus six? You should have bought it to five and a half. If you buy every single half point, every single one, you're probably going broke. I think in select spots, it's okay. And I admit it. I let Hubris get the best of me. I love this pick. As long as it was under seven, I was all in. I just think that was a fucking I wasn't ready to take. And still won. Still had a great Saturday. Uh, You popped by. You were there for part of it. The kid was on fire. But that one push... Hey, 6-3-1, and one, and you stroke a five-teamer, that's good. But when you lose half the value of the five-teamer... Nothing, nothing's worth in those pushes. Nah, it, it might really feel like I deserve the 7-2, and two, but I digress. 6-3-1, and one, popped a side parlay, did a really good job. I, I don't know what people want if they don't like it. Mikey, where were you at last week? Yeah, I was. Uh, I can't get over the hump, man. I'm always right around 500. Four and five last week. Total record, 41 42 uh, 2. Oh so, I mean, just the, the epitome of 500 and football. And you don't screw with the money lines like I do. So, you're, da- you're down a little. Uh, I won the Dolphins money line, I guess. But you yeah. did go in. But, Mike, um, I mean, hell, to start the year, I think I gave Maryland money line plus seven. Like, I mean, we, I, I love dabbling there. All right. So, you're, we got to get you where you need to be here. No, I've had some good weeks. This one was just mediocre. All right. How, uh, here's what I want to do. Why don't we start with the game everybody wants to hear about? Because I have a surprising. I don't know, a possible angle here. I, I, and I, this is really about you. It's your specialty, but let's start. Bama hosting LSU. Yeah. Uh, line opened at seven. It's down to six and a half. It has sat at six and a half. The money, uh, about two thirds on LSU. And that number is just sitting there. 60% of the tickets, 65% of the cash. I don't know if there's any value in this game. And what I mean by that is, The book put this number out at seven. It immediately took some LSU money. They left it at six and a half, and now it's hanging. And 
they're in a position they're going to need Alabama to win. And I compare this to last week, and if you listen to Cash the Ticket last week, everybody and their mother was on Florida in the cocktail party, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mother. Nobody was like, oh, I love Georgia this week. And I sat there on Saturday as the lone soldier in the room, had a few people over to house. You, you came by with a couple of your buddies, and I was the only guy on Georgia. <laughs> only guy. And I won. And I feel like this is that type of situation 2.0 here. Everybody loves the sexy LSU six and a half, go to Tuscaloosa, you know, two is health, Bama's not vintage on D. Mike, I'm telling you right now, as a side total, for me, this is Bama or pass. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like this is last weekend's game, Redux. I'm probably going to end up playing Bama here. But my question, and this is where I wanted to, I, we're going to let you start the week. You're our special little guy. This is, <laughs> this is exciting. You need to start making some profit. Mikey, I want to talk about the total in this It's game. pretty high, man, 63. Okay, but understand, here's the critical part of this. That number has been coming down. It opened at 65. Right. Okay, it's at 63. Take me through your total play here. And the money is about 50-50. But about 65% of the tickets are actually under. That's at least what I'm That's, looking at. It's because these two teams, whenever they meet, they, the last five times they've met, it's been the under all five times. I think that factors into it. But also, you look at Alabama off a of bye week, you think they'll be fresh, right? You think they'll be healthy, they'll be ready to go. And, and again, I think two is health. He's playing. I think yeah. that's baked into the number. Yep. I think if Tua weren't playing, this game would be off the board. I mean, Vegas would never take that liability. And yes, I believe they have the information before anybody else. Well, and I think it's more likely to be a shootout than not. If anything, I would lean towards the over. I think that it's uh, even you look LSU on the road this year. The over four and one in, the, in their road games this year. It's been they've been really good going over on the road. So if anything, I think it factors into that. Um, look, the reason why. A lot of people, I think, would say it's going to go under. It's a big game. Defense is going to step up. And whenever these two teams play, like I said, last five times it's been under. I'm sure that's what factors in, too. So is this a play for It's you? a pass. If anything, I would lean towards the the over a little bit. But yeah. it's but it, when it's something that high and that big of a game, okay. when you think that there'll be a couple series where the defense will step up, I would just pass on it. For me, I, I'm going to wait and see what this number does by game time. But if, if I were going to lean, I'd lean under. I, Mike, I don't think both these teams are going to get into the high 30s. No, I'd right. be shocked if defense, you know, again, Grant Delpit's going to play, Stingley Jr., uh, LSU just lost one of their better pass rushers, and Mike, I think uh, I think it's Michael Divinity. Um, he left for personal reasons, second time he's left the team this year. Um, but overall, will defense erode to a point, and will the quarterback play be high enough that we're going to see an LSU-Bama game in the 40s, in the high 30s. I, I got a hard time with that. I do. Um, I'm going to play a side. I'm going to play Bama. I'm going to go for the reasons I gave you. To his health. Uh, I think he's back. I think these wide receivers for Alabama are a force of nature with Ruggs yep. and Jerry Judy. Um, and, and truly, look, Joe Burrow, I love him. But we're talking about Tuscaloosa. We're talking about everybody burying Alabama, feeling like they're dead. Everybody's on the dog. I'm going to take Bama here in a spot. Bama's a play for me. Nice. 
one never eight. bet against Alabama. Well, this is one I just feel like nobody's walked around and picked them all week. No, it's, it's one of those huge games where everyone loves LSU this year. I, I, the dark well, horse national title what team. What did we talk about last weekend? You're on that popular underdog. You're probably losing. All right, give me a play. Give me something. Yeah, let's go to another. Uh, I don't know if you have this game or not, but Temple, I wanna, Temple, South Florida. Yes, I do. No, I want to look at the Oklahoma game, the Iowa State Oklahoma game. Um, and I actually do like Iowa State getting 14 and a half in this game. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, it just seems like too much, man. And when I look at Iowa State, I was digging into their conference numbers. Last 22 conference games, 17 and 5 against the spread. When they play conference games, they play well. They find a way to step up in those games. I just kind of see this as a spot for Oklahoma, where it's kind of a a, a log type game where they don't really run away with it. You're going to give me 14 and a half points. Well, I think, I think key, Iowa State can can stay within that. The key for you is it it went through the number. Uh, it opened at 13. And it's crossed the key number of 14 and a half. I'll be honest with you, Mike. You're probably, if you wait till game time, you might get 15, 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. Certainly it won't, it won't approach 17. But I think if, if you're going to play the game, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I love Matt Campbell as a coach, but it's, it's I don't know. It, coming close isn't good enough. you got to win some of these. And Iowa State's been disappointing. Um, Brock Purdy, I love. But that team, they've disappointed this year. Now... Here's what I would say to you. This is a great game if this spread, let's say the spread gets to 15. This is a great spot that if you're going to play the side, it's also a very parlay type game where you buy a couple and get it to 17 and a half. Yeah. Now you've created a real opportunity to get a a truly fake number. Like a lot of points don't matter. Oh, I'm going to buy it from three to five. Uh, Five is kind of a dead number. But in this spot, Mike, you might get it in a place where you can attach it to something um, and get that that false value. But no, I, I don't mind well, it. Not going to touch it for me. Oklahoma, I'm j- I haven't been on the right side twice this year where I thought they were going to play really well. Didn't. Um, I played against them with Texas. I don't have a great handle there, and ISU is classic in a spot like this to play yeah, super close. It's too many points, but I also don't buy them. I so ISU is a play I, for you. I, yeah, they are, and I just don't buy too. If you remember last year, Oklahoma last year in the month of November, they were ter- I don't. They didn't cover the spread once. They were terrible in the month of November against the spread. I just see it as a spot late in the season where yeah. they where where Iowa State's able to keep it close enough. Um, let me give you a game, and I'll start out. It is Thursday night. Oh, that a baby. We got football. I got an opinion on this one, and it's a shit game. Maybe you bet it. Plug your nose. Don't watch it. Uh, South Florida getting one from Temple. South Florida's at home. Temple's a team we've kind of monitored all year. We've we've used them with great success. We've gone against them. Uh, the last time I played them, we did lose, full disclosure. They fell apart against UCF. Temple, these two teams are going in different directions. South Florida's won four of their last six, three of their last four. Temple has really been battered. Their defense is in free fall here, where they started out a top 20 defense, tops in the AAC. They're now middle of the pack. I think their quarterback, Russo, stinks if you can get him in passing downs. USF, best pass defense in the AAC. And Charlie Strong has kind of got UCF settled. Um, their quarterback to start the year was that Blake Barnett kid, the Bama yeah. transfer. I think he went to Arizona State and then transferred to USF, which tells you how bad of a quarterback he is. Uh, but this McLeod kid who's a backup, real dual-threat guy, they're running the ball. Uh, the, look, the big fear for me, 
USF is such a highly penalized team. It's very hard to win games when you take stupid penalties. The offset for that, Temple loves to give the football away, turnovers. Um, This is just a Temple team to me that's probably a little bit out of gas. USF sees a light at the end of the tunnel. Home, prime time, got to fight to get a bowl game. They got some brutal games coming up. They're playing better ball. And look, it's one of those numbers that looks a little too easy where, oh, Temple minus one, they're the better team. I actually think if we're being honest about it and you go back and look and Temple's helped us, uh, they're very fortunate to be five and three, could easily be three and five. I'm looking at them in, in the prism of three and five. And I think UCF is going the right way. A little bit of a funky line. I like the fact that there's a money differential here. 30% of the tickets, but 44% of the money on the Bulls. Uh, I'm going to take Charlie Strong in the pot belly. I'm going to take USF, take the point. Um, Honestly, you could go money line here. I see plus one and a half. I'll take the one one and a half then. Done. I'll take it. Done. Don't have to convince you there. No, because uh-huh. the half, I mean, that makes well, all the difference in the world. I mean, the one and one and a half, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Give me USF. It's a play. It's a shit game. It could go sideways, but I think I've got a good handle on these two. It's just, can USF play semi-disciplined? Can they protect McLeod enough? And as far as they go, they should be able to take advantage of Russo because this kid for Temple is terrible in the games I've well, watched. Speaking of shit games, how about Temple on the road this year? I mean, they're terrible. Not once has Temple covered the spread on the road this year. Sexy. All right, give me a play. Yeah, I want to look at the Kentucky game. I saw this was on your sheet oh as well. Oh my God! So Are I, we gonna play? So I, I think. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think we might be. I. We have a like-minded play. Well, and I actually like two things from this game. I like Kentucky minus one for sure, Love and it. I also like the under 40, 42 in this one. Um. I, I just think it's a it's a total spot for Kentucky. Look, I know a lot of people. This one stat that I've thrown that's been thrown around: Hey, Tennessee four and zero against the spread their last four games. All right, they've, I get they've it. gotten off the deck pretty nicely for Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, but but Kentucky this year at home undefeated against the spread. They have covered the spread every single time at home. It's a one point spread for Kentucky. I think they can totally cover this. The well, last ten games, even Kentucky's eight and two against the spread. Yeah. They've been really really good against the number. I also think this is a spot. Where where they cover it, and I'm going to go under. I'm not going to. I guess I'm not going to parlay it because see the odds on that. But yeah, don't go the under. I'll tell you what, man. The under has four and zero Tennessee's last four road games. It's five and zero in, in Kentucky's last five games overall. Everything points towards the number. I love that it's gone up a point, so I can get an extra one under forty two as well. Well, and look, I, I love the fact they're off the bye week. I think Stoops a hell of a good coach. I know his name is up for the FSU job. I don't know how big of a distraction that'll be, but this is a home game. Uh, this is a rivalry for people who don't realize it. This is a big game for Kentucky. It always has been. Um, I know Tennessee has improved. Kentucky really has just been ravaged by injury. But I actually think there's, there's a an X factor here for Kentucky, and it's Lynn Bowden. Um, you know, former athlete slash kick returner slash wide receiver, um, a freak athlete. He's now the quarterback. And he is capable of going for a buck fifty on the ground. He is capable of turning a game on its head. I'm not going to trust Tennessee to go on the road in the conference uh, and win a game over a team that I look. To be honest with you, I just think Kentucky still is a better team. Um, I loved Mississippi State's. Per, excuse me. I love Tennessee's performance against Mississippi State a couple weeks ago. 
you know, I, I, I think this is a good spot for Kentucky. Yep. And I'm not ready to go, oh, yeah, Tennessee on the road, they'll get it done. I, I, I can't go there. When you leave and you're playing, you know, a, a big game, somebody else's house, that requires a different kind of burden of proof. That requires you to be um, a level of quality that I just, I'm not ready to trust Tennessee at. And I, I really, I love the X factor of Bowden. And I look, you also have to look at it. I mean, hey, you can laugh. You do what you want. Pros bet numbers and Joes bet teams. I get it. And maybe this factor is fake. Maybe it's a fantasy. But I love the fact that 28% of the tickets are on UK, but it's 52% of the money. I love the fact that it's a home night game. Um, and like I said, I think I probably have the best player on the field. I'm going to take UK here to play for me as well. I also think the factor that Kentucky... Uh Kentucky has an advantage coming off a bye week. Yep. And Tennessee, a sixth consecutive game. You know, that's a, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, when you have a bye week and someone else is just it's gassed the ga- a little the, bit. The gas tank. Yeah. Yeah. No, and Mike, and look, and understand, this is the, the beauty of, of betting. Like, no one is coming out and saying that I have, a, I have a gas tank system. No one's doing that. Okay. So just don't, let's not be smug about it. I'm, I'm telling you guys how I look at games, what I put into it. Of course, some of you are going to think it's horseshit. Others will go, wow, that's an interesting angle. It's the beauty of betting on games. Everyone's got their own thing, and if anyone's system truly worked and was infallible, we'd all quit our jobs and we'd bet poolside in Vegas. <laughs> and and that would be our life. So I'm just putting it in. I think Sully has a great point with the six straight games. I do think bye weeks matter. I do think home night games matter. I think when the line looks weird, it matters. I think the money spread matters. That's how I do it. And you know what? My record's right here, and I feel pretty good about it. So let's roll. Um, Mikey, that's a play. Yep. We do not need to go up against each other. God, that's beautiful. Yeah. Did we just have a moment? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, go ahead. Give me a play. Yeah, how about the uh, – I want to I take a look at the Colorado-Stanford game. All right, next. <laughs> Colorado plus three and a half. I'll make it. I'll make it simple for you. On the road this year, Stanford hasn't covered once. I think it's a total spot at home for Colorado. Um, I, I think they, they take this one. I really do. Three and a half points. I think they win outright. But hey, you're going to give me the three and a half. Give me the three and a half. Colorado's going to step up in this one. I'm not busting your chops. I don't have a single word to say about this game. I don't. I think these are two utterly awful football teams. That's I, where you can get value. I know, but I... Yikes. Um, well, you know what? This game happens to be bumped right in the same time slot as the next game. I, it's right here. Uh, literally, I'm staring at it. Let me just give you my next play. Uh, Arizona State laying two to USC. Now, USC was a disaster last week. I was feeling so good. I had USC plus the points. Mm-hmm. I was at dinner. Checked my phone politely, and USC's up 10 nothing, And I'm going, oh, man, we're on the right side. This is great. Let's order some wine. Yeah, I'm at a nice dinner, a little couple's dinner. Good conversation. <laughs> Appetizers hit the table. I check my phone again, and, and I, I damn near let out an audible gasp. And the guy's like... Everything all right over there? I'm like, yeah, no, no problem. Just, uh, you know, a little surprising score. Mike, the wheels on the bus go round and round off a fucking cliff. Mm. USC fell apart with the quickness, and it was 28-10. Now, here's the key. Yep. Why is any of that relevant? Well, A, it was my worst pick of the week last week. But B, ASU off two losses and a bye week. 
welcomes in a USC team. I got a hunch that game broke them. Now, they've played hard for Clay Helton. They have. They have fought for this man. Clay Helton, it's, it, it has just been this thing where we feel like he's been fired since the day he got there. Is that fair? Yep. Okay. But they've played hard. Um, and we've used USC to our benefit this year. Mike, I think last week may have broken them. And I think you're looking at a spot here where now you go on the road. You, your season is just, your, your season's toast. And ASU's lying in wait. Been a while since they felt good about themselves. Herm Edwards has quietly put together a really nice staff in Tempe. And whether it's former NFL guys like Antonio Pierce, former Giant and Redskin, whether it's bringing on Marvin Lewis as an analyst, um, I know his defensive coordinator's getting some shine. Mike, it's A-State, desperate for a dub, off a bye. USC comes in the wounded animal. They know their coach is probably toast. They got buried last week. And here's where I think this game really gets sexy. It opened up USC a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The gate has swung. It is all the way over to ASU minus two. Mm. I'm grabbing it now before it moves again. I'm going to take the Sun Devils. I'm riding with Sparky. Well, you know, there's not much to argue with that. I mean, it's it's a game. I was That's lo- how you build a case, Mike. Well, I was looking at it earlier. It is a pass for me just because I have so many games on here, and I don't want to get carried away like I have before no, playing, ne- playing, playing nine games. Get carried away. Uh, You're a homeowner <laughs> now. No, it's uh, I'm I, it's a strong pass for That's me. Fine. I'm just staying away from it. But no, I I totally can understand and see the the case with it. Now I do worry about how Arizona State has been at home, but in terms of covering. But overall, I understand the case. Go ahead, give me a play then. Uh, yeah. So Penn State. Let's look at that one. Penn State, mini. Penn State, Minnesota. Minnesota. Why did Minnesota make this a noon game? They had the option to make it a night game, and they said no thanks. I was really thinking about betting Minnesota here, just because it's a total it'd be it, it, signature win for PJ Fleck and whatnot if they can get it together at home. But I do like the under in it, forty eight and a half. Uh, the under four and zero. Penn State on the road this year. It's hit basically. Seems like it's hit every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just I think forty eight and a half. You're talking about a little a little too many points. Uh, in the PJ Fleck era, the under six and zero in Golden Gophers last six against winning teams. So I just think the defense steps up in this one at home. You're right about the noon game, and it goes slightly under that forty eight and a half. You know, for me, I, I like I lean Minnesota here. Yeah, but this is where I'm not going to take a bad line. I can't take six and a half, and even at seven, I'm not sure how how my value is there. I need seven and a half here now. Is this a game I could mix in some parlays? Yes. Um, is it a game that I would live bet? Yes. Hmm. I need to get value here. I think Minnesota is sneaky. They absolutely I, I, are. I, I do. I, like I don't. I don't like Penn State. I don't care about the rankings. I watch games, and I don't trust them. I'm getting a home team off a bye. Head coach has all kinds of juice right now, and Minnesota very quietly. They don't have this unbelievably dynamic offense. I mean, I'm not going to get excited because you put 52 on Maryland and 42 on, on Rutgers. But they they have quietly put together a very physical, um, daunting offensive line. I mean, they're yep. right, they're right tackles, 400 pounds. I'm not I'm not making that up. That is what is that kid's name? It is um 
Ah, oh, Jesus. They got him from down in Florida at IMG. Um, Bottom line, they've got really nice skill players. The receivers are excellent. Um, they, they have a steady hand at quarterback. Mm. I, for me, I Mike, I'm telling you, I like Minnesota here, and I don't think Penn State's going to view this as some pushover. I think Penn State will win, but I am not convinced that Penn State can play the way they're playing and survive big spots because they go no. so long in between scoring. But like, look, you got Tanner Morgan is not a star for Minnesota, but he's solid. They've played a lot of close games. They had the OT game at Fresno. Uh, they could have lost to Georgia Southern early in the year. You know, you, the, the, this Rashad Bateman kid is a great, great receiver. Um, they have some really nice players here. Mike, I just, for me, I need a better number. I like Minnesota. I'm going to wait to see where this goes. I will use it in parlays. I will absolutely look to live bet this, like if Penn State gets up 7 nothing, um, and I can grab 7.5 or 8. But I, I can't recommend it at a number I just don't like. Well, in Minnesota's really good control and time of possession. They they Besides Wisconsin, they're basically the best yeah. of the Big Ten. Uh, and I just want to – people need to be clear here. I realize that Penn State is technically in the playoff right now, but Penn State is not Ohio State, okay? Penn State is not steamrolling teams like Ohio State and just destroying everyone by a million points. Minnesota's offense is good enough to, to keep them in this game, and I think Penn State's offense is just okay. They're not great. They're they're not bad. They're just okay. I could easily see Minnesota not only staying within the number, I could see Minnesota winning this game. Uh, and, and by the way, the, the, the young man's name is Daniel Filele, 6'9". 410 pounds. Jeez, that's okay. crazy. Okay. All right. No, but listen, the the game will come down to can Minnesota line up and run the ball? Penn State only allows 1.9 yards a carry. Oh, front seven's great. I get that. But here's the problem. There were some holes poked in it. Go back to Penn State against Michigan. Michigan was able to do some things on the ground. Michigan was able to establish at least a functional ground game. And if if Minnesota can do that and can get into that third and medium, third and short, you can move the sticks. I I don't think Penn State is some supernova. Nope. I I don't. I, it, you know. You know. You play the game. One of these things is not like the other. That's Penn State being in the top six. Oh, absolutely. So I like Minnesota, but I'm not going to take a bad number here. I'm going to wait, bet it live, put it in parlays, buy a point, um, and go from there. But I'll pass for right now. No, I got one more of yours here because I basically got my five locked in. But okay. can we can we look at that Boston College game? Uh, I know that's that's getting a lot of play by people. I'm going to get in big trouble with this game. No, I don't know if you are because I I think a lot of people are on the same side as you are right now based on stuff I've read. That's why I don't like it. When everyone's on the same side, we all get slaughtered together. But (laughs) um, if you're not familiar with it, this is the red bandana game. So there's a young man named Wells Crowther. If you don't know his story, you should go back and look at it. Um, There have been multiple pieces done on it. BC grad. Um, died in 9-11, died a hero, saving people. Um, and multiple people identified him because he had his red bandana tied around his face to shield himself from the smoke. And all they, all they said is, I don't know who it was, but the man in the red bandana went back in the building. And he passed away, and passed away a hero. Now, BC honors him by playing the red bandana game every year. And you'll see their helmets with the bandana pattern down the middle. Um, BC gets up. For this game. And if you go yep. back, and I know Sully could pull this, go back and look at Florida State's trips to Alumni Stadium on Chestnut Hill. 
Not a good place for them. This, to me, the number's the number. I'm, I'm not laying a field goal, so I like it at two and a half. Here's my point. You got, if you're back in Florida State, you got to back a team whose coach just got fired, who just lost an emotional game against rival Miami, okay? And you got to bet on a team now whose coach is fired off an emotional loss, who's got to go on the road into 35-degree weather in Boston, and they're going to get out on that field and look across from them, and BC's got a pair of 240-pound hammers, hammers at running back. And A.J. Dillon, uh, I forget the other kid's name. And BC's got this bizarre offensive mindset now where it's the BC power run game, but they're playing at a pace like the vintage Oregon Ducks. Mm -hmm. It's wild. And I had, last week, it was a personal play. I had BC Moneyline against Syracuse. They beat the shit out of Syracuse. Mm. But I'm telling you right now, I highly doubt Florida State's going to get on that field in the cold. Our coach is gone. Our season's gone. There's a little streak of quit in that Florida State team. Not, and I'm not trying to be insulting. I know it's, you know, you don't want to say that about players, but Florida State's got a little quit in them. And you mean to tell me they're going to line up and bang with Boston College for four quarters. That, that, that's not going to feel so good after a while. Right. That, that's not going to be, you know, geez, what, what am I doing here? I, I tell you, I know Steve Adazio is not a great coach, and I know BC is not some uber-talented team. Mike, this is something for me. I just I question Florida State's desire to be there. Uh, I, I may get pounded in this game. This game I'm actually quite scared of. I'm not kidding. Well, you. I mean, Florida State's quarterback situation has been so weird all year, too. I know, it, you know, Hornybrook seems to be the choice or whatever, but the whole Blackman, Hornybrook, both no. seeing snaps type thing. Just, Neither guy's any good. No, they're not. And Boston College, hey, to their credit, they're scoring over 34 points a game. Their rushing game is fifth in the entire uh, college football, 282 yards a game. It's crazy. Yeah. So I totally understand the point of, of Boston College being able to hang with them in a, in a, in a big emotional type of game, of course. Well, on the top, listen, the top three. Three guys for BC who tote the rock. I mean, AJ Dillon's a star, five and a half yards a clip. David Bailey's the other backup. He's a brick, six and a half a carry. Yep. Uh, and then Zay Flowers, a little bit of a trinket player over the course of the year, but 8.7 a pop. Their QB, Anthony Brown, is a factor in the passing game. Um, and again, the backup even gets a little shine in this Dennis Grotel kid. Combined, they're 15 TDs, two picks. Mm. BC, when they throw it, they hit you. Yep. I just questioned Florida State. I questioned their motivation to be here. And it is the red fucking bandana game. <laughs> Let's go. No, and for people who don't know, I mean, I... No, it's a I cool love, story. I love BC. I love the city of Boston. Almost went to school there. Um, it, it's just... This is kind of... Uh, I dig it. I'm in for this game. I'm taking BC. Yeah. Um, I have. You had, let, the, you had one more, I think. Yeah, actually, I want the late or the, uh, the oh the, the Chase his, special, the historically uh, last game we'll of the night type. Game. I want to add a game that is not on the sheet, and I, I'm going to break. Oh, okay. I'm going to break my own tendency, Michael. I thought one of the scarier spreads was Baylor at TCU, and in this spot, it's ranked being an underdog. Excuse me, being a short favorite. On the road against TCU, and and I normally would go TCU here, and I would just play the number. 
I got to tell you something. This is a spot I am going to play Baylor. Mm. Baylor was so awful last Thursday night against West Virginia that I simply imagine Matt Rule in that short sleeve hoodie thing that he wears screaming at his players all week. You're no good. Nobody likes you. I don't even know why you're here. But in reality, Baylor now has had two weeks to chew on an awful performance. They're going to come out angry. And the TCU quarterback spot, I don't know who's playing. Duggar or Duggan is hurt. He hurt his hand. It's his throwing hand. I don't see how he's going to play or play uncompromised. I know the backup is dinged up. Look, I love the horny toads. But this is a spot here. I'm not going to let the number scare me. I'm going to play the superior team off a bad performance, 10 days to rest up and get after it. Um, I'm going to take Baylor and lay the two and a half here, Mike. Yeah, and, and honestly, no argument with it. I was looking at this game earlier, too. You know I love TCU. I really do. But when you look at even a lot of the trends this year, it's uh, Baylor has been really good on the road, and they just seem to do a really good job of covering the spread. So I get it. Um, and there's no argument for me there. It's a pass for me, well, but the other no angle argument. too, just you know, the gas a tank idea. I mean, Mike, they you've got TCU. I mean, here, yeah, you start the run that they had. They go to Iowa State on October 5th, get pounded on. They get their bye week. They come back against Kansas State, lose. Then they take on Texas, emotional game, win. Then they come back last week on the road at Okie State, lose. These are big You've had four big games in five weeks. Mm-hmm. This is your fourth big game in a row. Uh-uh. There's three strikes in baseball for a reason. I think TCU may be a, a little bit... A little bit light in the pants on this one, and their quarterback's beat up. I'm going to take Baylor. Yep. Um, I want to make sure I didn't miss any games. I think I got you down for five. Five so far? All right. I am not going to add the Chase special. I'm going to swap <laughs> it out. I, I like the Baylor game better, Mikey. All right. Minnesota's going to be a wait and see. Um, I do think Hawaii's interesting in the Chase special. What am I doing up at this time of night watching football? But we're not going to add that as an official play. You'll have to go to Advilini Podcast and check out if I make a late ad. Can I just finish the college card with maybe please two of the scarier spreads of the week and see if we can talk you into one like I got talked into Illinois last week? Please. Which one? Explain to me unranked Texas as a seven-point favorite over Kansas State. Yeah. Kansas State has been basking in the glow of the victory over um, Oklahoma a few weeks back. You look at Kansas State, you look at what they've done this season, um, they haven't done a lot wrong, all things considered. Now, look, they got beat on by Baylor. They went down to Starkville, got a nice win uh, over an SEC team, but lost to Okie State, pounded on by Baylor, um, they beat TCU head up. They beat Oklahoma. They go and play their rivalry game last week. And now you arrive here. And you're a seven-point underdog to a Texas team that, quite frankly, I don't really like. Mm-hmm. But it's Texas off a bye, stewing on that TCU loss for two weeks. There's my phone. My bad. <laughs> um, apologies to all podcasts. Um, but Mike, this is whoa, buddy. No, K State's on a roll, obviously. You know, 
Three, but, in a, three in a row that I, we know about the Oklahoma game. And but you agree it, with me, this is Texas or pass. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing is I think it's with Kansas State, I, the 28-point win over Kansas, they've been playing well. I totally get it. But it is one of those, it really is one of those weird spreads where unless you're simply betting on Kansas State because of their, you know, train mojo type of fact where they're just going to keep it rolling yeah um then then i don't really know otherwise why you would well i need i need six and a half and like i said earlier with the minnesota game this will be a parlay game uh i will buy it down um i want to see what the line does certainly at seven and a half it's going to be a pass for me at six and a half i'd consider it a play that spread is so scary though to me it's texas or pass that defense texas had a few of them this year that had just been weird spreads well and then the other one not to belabor a shit game but how on god's green earth is michigan state a 14 and a half point favorite over anyone now you want it went up to 15 in in some books yeah let me let me give you something here because you got to talk me out of doing this it opened up MSU minus 11.5. 82% of the tickets and 72% of the money is on Illinois. Mm-hmm. And yet, the line has moved a full three points to Illinois. Yeah. So, what I, so for the people who don't understand is when, you know, a majority of the tickets and a majority of the money is on one side, like the underdog, the underdog is supposed to get less points to attract more people to bet the favorite. This is called reverse line movement, people. MSU 11 and a half and only 18% of tickets and 28% of the money. And it moved out 14 and a half. You're talking about incredibly respected money, incredibly sharp money. Mike, this is one where I can't lay two touchdowns. But if we're talking about betting it live or parlay and buying it underneath the 14. Teasing. Yeah, I'm going to add it. But Mike, that is st- it's stunning to me. Well, it's it's not stunning to me because here's what it is: it's recency, it's people. Uh, you know, I, I think that with Illinois, a lot of people think that they're all hyped up and whatever. And oh well, Illinois is easily going to stay within this number. They just are, and I think that's the opinion I've heard. Illinois is going to do this, but. Michigan State, they've played one game the past three weeks, right? You know they're going to be rested. You know they're going to be ready to go, you'd think. Uh, despite how terrible their offense is, their defense is still very good. So, uh, I, I, I sure, I can't trust Michigan State, but I get it. And, and I would at least I would at least want to just calm people's hype on Illinois a little bit. Because I know that they've been rolling and that people are all pumped up with how good Illinois has been. But let's just pump the brakes a little here. Big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages? Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight when big power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, big power company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power, not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. 
Let's move to the Sunday card. Mikey, lead us off with the NFL. I have zero opinion about the Thursday night game. None. The number, the teams, I don't have an opinion. I, I, I rarely do this to you. I try to give you some Thursday night sizzle. This one ain't for me. If you're forcing me to play it, I would take Oakland at home. But I am not about this game. Yeah. No. Well, how about how about one that uh, I think, based on the sheet, one that you and I are going to disagree on. Let's start with this one here. Bills-Browns. Okay? You know I love Josh Allen, right? But yep. ever since the Bills got blasted by the Eagles, everyone's just been... It's the popular opinion to say, oh, the Bills are overrated. They This is clear. The Bills are not as good of a team. They're just an overrated football team. And we've been waiting all year. All year for Baker Mayfield to deliver, he hasn't. Um, I think we're going to keep waiting. I think that the Bills, this is a good spot for them here. I think that everyone's calling them overrated. They're not good, this and that. I like Buffalo here. And you're giving me three points, too. Give me Buffalo plus three in this one, even if it's a even if it's a 24-23 type game, 24-22, whatever they lose. I think it's a close enough game where I'm going to absolutely take Buffalo in three points. I'm not in any way sold on the Browns right now. All right. Well, I will tell you this. This is the most screwed up line of the week. This is uh, last week. It was Green Bay and the Chargers, and it was Chargers or stay away. Uh, That's another Chargers, another interesting game this week. This week, to me, it's Browns or stay away. There's no reason that the the Cleveland Browns should be favored over any team based the way they're playing. Um, I'm in a chase spot with the Browns where I'm, I want to get my money, my money back. <laughs> I need you to talk me out of betting the Browns here, but I just can't. I think you got to plug your nose and pull the trigger here. When you look at the Bills, and, and look, I mean, I, I love my gritty, gutty Bills, but when you look at the Bills, right, and we really talk about what they are, we focus so much on Cleveland. When I look at the Bills and you see who they've played, who they've beaten, Mike, a real problem arises here. Mm-hmm. They beat the Jets. Awful. They beat the Giants. Awful. They beat the Bengals. Winless. They play the Pats. Lose. All right, they play Tennessee. Awful. They play Miami. Awful. They play the Eagles. Lose and get drilled. They play Washington. Awful. Now, <clears throat> and excuse me, guys, I apologize. I don't know what the hell's going on with me here. Um, Mike, they haven't beaten anybody. No, and I, and I get I get that part I, I, of it. I'm just telling you, going on the road, if Cleveland's got a shred of pride, they get this thing done. The line does look funky. There's no the doubt. line looks scary. So therefore, we have a bottle bet. Yeah, absolutely. Let's we have do a bottle it. bet. I'm, yep. gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, of course, you know, and you know, I love Josh Allen. So of course, I'm gonna bet him. Now I will buy you a more expensive bottle because I want to. I want to get this at two and a half. <laughs> so I'll have to like put the juice into the advanced price okay. of the bottle. Yeah, I right. am. I am going to go two and a half though. And if I have to pay minus one twenty four, I'm going to do it. I, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to lay three. I got to get the two and a half. And unfortunately, time of taping, it's bumped to three. But I'm letting you know, so don't get all salty. I'm buying it two and a half. Okay. Uh, but I'll go Cleveland. Um, let me give you a game I like, and I think you're probably going to leave the studio and just go, I'm, I'm no longer taping with this guy. Oh, he's, he's a maniac. I'm taking the Bengals plus 10.5. Oh, what a terrible thing. Come on. I'm taking the Bengals plus 10.5. They are hosting the Ravens. Now, listen. Oh, hold on. You say it's terrible. First of all, I love Baltimore. They, they were my money line special last week, all right? I love Baltimore. I love Lamar. Mike. They're going to come off maybe one of the bigger wins they've had in a few years as a a franchise. They beat the Pats. They put everything into it. Mm -hmm. They now go, all right, we're playing winless Cincinnati. Now, just like we dug into the Bills a little bit, let's, let's dig into the Bengals. Week one, they lost to Seattle by a point. 
Now, week two, they got drilled by Frisco. Frisco ended up being the best team in football. Week three, they lose by four to the Bills. Uh, week four, they got drilled. But week five, bounce back, lose by three to the Cards. Week six, lose by six to the Ravens. Week seven, lose by four to the Jags. Mm-hmm. And then week eight, lost 24-10. But remember, they had the ball on the goal line to end the game. Could have easily been 24-17. Mike, they hang around. And I know, new quarterback, uh, Andy Dalton benched. I understand Baltimore has the run D to take it away. It's too many points. I'm going to take the 10 and a half. I'm going to plug my nose. I'm going to take the Bengals here. God help me. No, it's a pass for me here. I think it could be at least a little closer. I think it'll be a, I think it'll be within 10 to 15 point range. I don't think it's going to be anything, you know, I don't think it's going to be some huge blowout. Could it be? Sure, I guess. But I don't I don't expect some huge blowout. You, you want a couple of games that I don't even want to say five words about because they're totally unplayable to me? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, Giants Jets. Yep. And Ooh, I've got it. Giants Jets. Atlanta, New Orleans. New Orleans giving 13 I know, that's the weird I, one. I can't do that. that I is, can't touch that. That one right there is weird to me because both teams off a of bye week. Uh, you know, the Matt Ryan question, you know, is he going to play, whatever. He might, they might not have him. Who knows? But I don't know. I, I see a high-scoring game in this one. I could see Atlanta keeping within that number. I, I could. That's I, it's all so, on you. It's so many points. Ah, screw it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, Falcons, Falcons plus 13. You can have it. I think that they find a way to at least keep within that. Not touching that. Not touching Giants-Jets. I'm not touching Kansas City-Tennessee. And I'm not touching Arizona-Tampa Bay. Straight up, I'm telling you right now. I've looked at all these games. I've dug in. When I can't formulate the right side or formulate an opinion, I'm not messing with it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, you know, the KC thing looks a little easy. 91% yep. of the money is on Kansas City. Oh, boy, that screams Tennessee. But I don't have the guts to take them. I'll give you a play, though. Um, and again, obviously, locally, we, we do radio here in Detroit. Oh, I, I love one. I really want to talk about this game. We Absolutely. have, a, we have a, a, a decent pulse on the Lions. And last week I played against them, gave you Oakland. This week I'm riding with the Lions. Um, I think the Bears are broken. This spread is, is two and a half. We're not getting the premium number that we wanted, which was three and a half on open. Uh, but right now, I mean, the ticket distribution is, you know, about 60-40. The money is 50-50. Mm-hmm. I cannot trust the Bears with an offense that didn't have a first down until about 10 minutes left in the third quarter last week. Six straight three and outs. Mitchell Trubisky is asking people to mute the television in the facility because the TV shows are mean. Um, Look, the Bear defense is just not the same. I think there's a little bit of quit in them. Uh, The loss of uh, Akeem Nix in the middle uh, is huge for them. Uh, And even though the Lions don't run the ball, boy, do they throw it. And I think this is a race to 20. And I don't know how... The Bears will keep Matthew Stafford, who's playing MVP caliber football, uh, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. I don't know how you're going to keep that offense under 20, and frankly, I don't know how the Bears get to 20. Yeah, um, You can keep the points. Uh, I'm going to go Lions money line here, and I'm, I'm going to take them. I, just, I, I think the Bears are broken. And if the Lions lose this game, you're talking about a free fall. Oh, yeah. You're talking about their season care- you know, the careening into the mountain. And I just think for a week they'll put it together and get it done. Now, look, I understand. Stafford at Soldier Field over the years, not great. I know the Bears' pass rush uh, certainly could play a huge role here, but the Lions have done a good job in pass protection. And like, let's be honest about it, Khalil Mack doesn't look like the same player. Just doesn't. Trusting the Lions is probably not a good idea. But I'm, no. I just, I, I, 
I can't buy it. I'm going to take the Lions money line. Well, and it's this is such a, a weird game because it's essentially an elimination game for these two. If anyone believes they still have a chance at the division and whatnot, and I guess the winner stays alive in the division race. But no, it's Mike. I see a game where. I think that Chicago actually puts up some points in this game because of how terrible the Lions' defense is. Um, I, on, on principle, I totally agree with you that, that the Lions are going to find a way to win and that this is a, an absolute must-win for them and that type of thing. But I do want to bet the over in it. I love that the overs come down. Went from 44 to 41.5. You set a race to 20. I think it's more like 24-20 type game. That's exactly what I see. Uh, I think Trubisky does find a way to put up points against them. So give me the over 41 and a half. All right. So, Mikey, I've got one more, um, but I want to cover two games that are interesting and see if you have an opinion. Carolina travels the Lambeau. Uh, spread is sitting at five and a half. Packers, the favorite, opened at seven. Um, you know, no huge discrepancy in money. I don't have a great feeling for this game. I, I think the Packers right now, Certainly one of the better teams in football, but they're not going to blow people out. And Carolina is the real deal defensively if we take away the Niner game. Uh, They're going to line up. They're going to run the ball. Allen has to be careful, has to be, you know, prioritize ball security. He's fumbled a bunch of times. But I'm not comfortable here where this number is at. I'm, I'm not getting great value at five and a half with Carolina. Um, it's not small enough for me to bet Green Bay. It's a pass for me. The numbers in the dead zone don't have a great feel here either. And look, Green Bay, last week you just write it off. Terrible performance, got beat up. Um, the offensive line, disappointing. Balaga got beat up. Bakhtieri got beat up. That's going to happen against Bosa and Ingram. Um, but I, I just don't love this number, and I, I really don't have an opinion, even though it's a game I do want to settle in and watch. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the Packers offensive line was had issues last week against the Chargers, but um, I could see the Packers kind of bouncing back. I just it's a pass for me just because I think that uh, Carolina has been really good on the road covering this year, four and one in yeah, their so, in the road so game. So good that we took them against Frisco. Whoops. Well, and maybe they uh, maybe they they rally here around Kyle Allen. You know, they're rolling with him the rest of the way, but it's just a pass for me. All right, uh, Minnesota Dallas again, great game. Yep. Can't wait to watch it. Really excited it's on Sunday Night Football, but that number's just hanging around, lingering like a fart in an elevator. Minnesota getting three. It opened up at three. It stayed at three. Even though 64% of the cash is on Dallas, 36 for the for the Vikes. Vikings were terrible against Kansas City last week. Didn't get the running game going. Uh, offensively, had a terrible time protecting Kirk Cousins. Cousins did what he does best in a big game on the road. Shit his pants. <laughs> um, Dallas... I'm not in love with them, uh, but again, I'm not. I don't. I don't love this at three. If it's two and a half, I go Dallas. If it's three and a half, I go Minnesota. I, I'm waiting on this one. I really want to see if this number just yep. sits. Yep. And I don't have a huge opinion because I have a hard time backing Cousins on the road, and I also have a hard time trusting the Cowboys. Well, that's why I am going Dallas because I totally see this a spot where they Minnesota does collapse, where Kirk Cousins throws a late interception, something oh. like that. And even you look at Vikings three and twelve against the spread against teams with winning records in their last fifteen games. They just against winning teams, they don't play well, especially don't cover the spread, especially on the road. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take Dallas here minus three. All right, my big play, my last play of the week. I love Monday Night Football. Seattle opened up a five and a half point dog. They're out to six. Interesting note. 69% of the cash is on Seattle, and yet 
They bumped it out a half point. I love San Francisco here. Seattle is Russell Wilson and a bad roster. I'm not kidding. That's a 6-10 and 10 roster where Russell Wilson's going to turn him into a 10-6 and 6 team. But he is hiding a lot of their problems. Mm-hmm. Their defense is atrocious. It is. Ronald Jones went off. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the Bucks were going up and down the field. That's happened all year to Seattle. And Russell Wilson has rescued them time and again. Well, this week, I think it's a little different. San Francisco is going to line up and smash. And they're going to control T.O.P. They're going to keep Russell off the field. They're going to get whatever they want on that Seattle defense. And I think Frisco, long week of prep. They'll get their defense right. Got exposed a little bit on the ground against Arizona. I think they tighten it up. I think you give Kyle Shanahan a little extra prep to prepare for you. You are going to be in for it. He's the best play caller in football. They are begging you to take Seattle here, and I'm not doing it. I'm taking San Francisco. I think they laid a wood to Seattle. Nice. See, I'm going to – my last play of the week, I'm going to actually go the over in this game. I think it's it's going to continue to go up because it's a Monday night game. Uh, it's only gone up about a point. It's at 47 right now. I think it's actually going to climb maybe 48 and a half range. So let me lock in at 47 over uh, and expect both these offenses to put up some points. All right, those are the deals. Now let's go over to plays one last time. I know people enjoy the recap. I got BC minus two and a half, Bama minus six and a half. I got USF getting one and a half. I've got Baylor minus two, uh, Kentucky minus one, ASU minus two. Got them in trouble. I've got a lot of short favorites this week. I'm probably going to get crushed. Uh, NFL, San Francisco minus six. Browns minus two and a half. I'm buying it. You can charge the juice and put it on my record. You owe me that much. You know how many money line winners I've given you? <laughs> Lions getting two and a half. You can keep it. I want a money line. Cincy getting ten and a half. Those are my plays, my brother. What do you got? Yeah, so college, Kentucky minus one, Iowa State plus fourteen and a half against Oklahoma, Colorado plus three and a half, Penn State. Uh, Minnesota under 48.5, Kentucky under 42, Bills plus 3, Falcons plus 13, Lions over 41, Mm. Cowboys minus 3, and uh, San Francisco, that Monday night game against Seattle, over 47. And do me a favor, if you're still listening to this at this time of the pod, it means you're you're really into it and you like it, go to the Valenti podcast thing, and if you want us to start putting like parlays of the week and kind of like what the payouts would be, and we'll play with the numbers. Like, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I just don't want to do it if nobody cares. So feel free. Drop a few comments. Let us know if that's something you want, and I'll be happy to, like, craft one zany parlay <laughs> where I'll buy points and I'll show you what the payout is. You know, hey, it'll pay 8.9 to 1, whatever. But drop a comment. At Valeni Podcast, subscribe, rate, review. And David Sexy Stat Time is next. That's right. It's time for another week of sexy time with the hatchet man i want to focus on the nfl this week let's first look at some league-wide thursday night trends for the first half of the season across nine weeks so far the over has won four times while the under has won five times the favorite going into the game is two and seven against the spread but five and four straight up. The home team has been the favorite in six of the first nine Thursday night games. Of those six, only New England covered the spread. Of the three road favorites, only KC in week seven covered the spread. Chargers, the road team this week, 
is the favorite by one point. Let's move over to the Bills at the Browns. Browns are favored by two and a half points? In my opinion, something seems fishy with this line. The Browns are on a four-game losing streak and haven't won a game at home while the Bills are undefeated on the road this season. Let's take a look at Baker Mayfield. Baker has the lowest passer rating when he's not under pressure, 75.1, while he has the most interceptions when not under pressure with 10, and he has just six touchdowns. Let's slide over to Kansas City at the Titans. The Chiefs are minus three and a half point favorite in this game. Patrick Mahomes has been out since his injury in week six. In that span, it seems like the Chiefs defense has improved in some categories. In weeks one through six, with Mahomes in the lineup, the Chiefs pressure rate was 20%, was 31st in the NFL, and a sack rate of 5%, which was 26 in the NFL. In week seven through nine without Mahomes, their pressure rate has increased to 35% and the sack rate to 12%. That's fifth and third in the NFL during that span, respectively. What could be a factor is the increase in TOP, time of possession for the Chiefs offense. With Mahomes, it was roughly 26 minutes. They held the ball. Without Mahomes, it's just under 31 minutes. So they're holding the ball more without Mahomes in the lineup. This has been another edition of Sexy Stat Time with The Hatchet Man. All right. Thanks for listening as always. And as I said, drop us a line at Valenny Podcast. And please, the review, the ratings, it means a lot. We'd love to crack a thousand on the reviews. And we're at five stars, so that's pretty kick-ass, too. So thanks for that, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.